Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff. With your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. All right. Today, I want to talk about lore. You know, the stuff that the GM makes up about their world. And we'll talk about that right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply lore. GMs love to write it. Players hate to hear about it. Well, not always players hate to hear about it, but, you know, I'm not, I come up with campaign worlds and let the, let it go. You know, I don't come up with much lore unless I have to. And that's a good thing. But I, we have, you have some GMs who have, they're right, all this lore about the gods and the creation of the world and the the major heroes and all this other stuff, and they try to tell this to their players, and they're bored. Okay, what you have to understand in lore is the fact that the PCs on the whole, I'm using a generalization right now, but the PCs on the whole don't care about your lore. What they care about is their lore, their backstory. That's okay. You can intertwine the two. So if you're the kind of GM who likes to come up with stuff all the time, I've got a few suggestions for you. One, remember this lore is primarily for you. I mean, it's not just a, a you know, you're not just spinning your wheels. It's not, a, you know, a, it, it's not a, a case of you just writing to write, or could be, if you like writing, I guess. But the whole point is, it's for your information. It's for your information to use to run the game, to run the campaign. So it is a good thing you write it down. You can't remember everything. But as far as that goes, you're doing this for you. You're doing this so you have a frame of reference in the campaign world. Now, I'm not saying that the players or the characters shouldn't find out about this, but you got to remember, it's mostly for you. Now, what you do with that is not bore player characters with all this kind of lore. What you do is you parcel it out in little drips and drabs to their character as the, as the adventure goes on, as, as the campaign goes on. They will find out about things because if it, re it relates to the plot. That's when you should roll some lore out and not some big old, well, a thousand years ago, there was a bunch of mud and blah, 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 blah. No, you should, you should, okay, they're looking for the diamond heart. Oh, the diamond heart was, and they got, and it also has to be natural. What I mean by that is, how do they find out about this? You just don't blurt it out unless somebody's telling you, I want you to go look for the diamond heart. Here's the backstory which I doubt they'll do. They'll go find an NPC, a sage, or something like that. 
or they may have a character who has that kind of ability in the party and they will research it or the guy will, oh, yes, I know very well about the Diamond Heart. It seems, and he pulls out a book, it seems that in the year 1514, uh, da, 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 lost the Diamond Heart and they've been looking for it ever since. You know, that kind of thing. Don't, in other words, make them work for it. Don't give the information out right away. You know, work for it. Another thing is, hook the back, hook the lore to the PC's backstory. Look at the PCs, figure out, you know, how they fit into this world. And then maybe you can hook a couple of lore, things, you know, a couple of things of information about the world that might hook up to their character. Oh, I'm an orphan. My parents were killed in the Great Blight of 36 when the warlord came down and killed my village. Oh, well, okay, you know about that. Well, did you also know that at the same time he saved one special child and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and it goes on from there. So that hooks into the story, and it's great for plot hooks, too. It's great to get them on, involved in that kind of thing. So you got to hook the PCs like that. So remember, it's for you. Parcel out the information sparingly and try and work it into the PC's backstory somehow. I mean, you don't have to do it with every single member, but one or two members who has, who might, and also, it also grounds the characters into your world better, which makes the players happy. Now they know a little bit about the world. Maybe they know about that the ogre in the high mountain over there who has a weakness for candy. They'll know about that and they can use it to their advantage. So I encourage you to do stuff like that. Okay, how much lore should you write? At first, not very much, unless you want to. I mean, remember, Ed Greenwood had the Forgotten Realms decades. He, he created the Forgotten Realms decades before he found D&D. And he had a lot of stuff that he worked on because I guess he wanted to be a novelist or he just did it for his own, for his own sake. He'd write, he'd wrote reams about the Forgotten Realms. And there's nothing wrong with you doing that too. But at, when you're starting out as a, as a new GM, I would just like do the old, okay, here's an area. There's a town here. There's a dungeon here. There's a forest over here. There's some weird thing over in the, the Badlands. That's all you need. And just start making making stuff up around that. You gotta find some place for the players to go to before you can figure this stuff out. Now, in the downtime between sessions, knock yourself out. Write as much as you want. You may find there's a certain city or town in your in your in your world that it just totally fascinates you because it's got a it's got a thing. It's got a it's known for this thing, or maybe it's a full Maybe it's a city of elves, or maybe this this town over here does really good uh, silver work, or this town over here has a quarry where they where they dig bronze and they use that and they sell bronze, and you know that's the hook. That's the hook for you. Then you can elaborate from there. I mean, I, when I first came up with the my what I call my burner world, the Orange Coast. I just put down the fact, I, I wrote down the main city was called Beefsteak. I said, okay, fine. They got slaughterhouses. They deal with livestock, beef, 
mostly beef, some chicken, some pork, but mostly beef. So they deal with that. Okay, who deals with that? Butchers. Also, there are there's also guilds. Maybe the meat the meat car the butcher's guild or something like that. And then I elaborated from there saying, well, okay, let's have this one house who who controls the guild, and there's like two rival houses that do the same thing or similar things. Maybe one raises, maybe one is a hog, a hog butcher. Maybe another one is a, a cattle butcher. And there's, con, there's conflict there. Or maybe have another rival cattle butcher. You know, you can, the old, and then you bring in the sheep, the sheep herders, and then you have an old, an old Western trope. Sheep herders versus ranchers. Anyway, um, so that's all I did at all. And I came up with that concept. See, when, when you do worlds, if you can come up with a concept or two, what makes this world interesting and unique to you? Don't worry about the players or the player characters right now. What makes it interesting to you? This made me made it interesting to me because you have these these cattle and hog butchers, and you got you know cattle and you know trying to drive them. Once again, back to the cattle drive again. But you you know what I'm saying. I also added another thing where I came up with why there's dungeons, at least in my world, and I think I. I put this in my regular world too. There's there's an organization. First of all, I came up with this idea that there's dungeons all over the place, big, small, mostly smallish, that are a, that something happened to them. They're abandoned. They've been a maybe the wizard who who was in the dungeon died or something or you know, but they they're abandoned basically, and the the towns and maybe the kingdoms around there decided on charter to keep these as rest stops or something for adventurers. There's a lot of adventurers or people, pilgrims or whoever, you know, people who travel, merchants. And these are places, it's kind of like a rest stop or, or a KOA or something like that, where they, they stop and they, re, and they keep them up. The, the, whoever the nearest town and stuff, they keep them up. And what they usually do is contract it out to this one company, the gelatinous dudes, who specialize in this kind of stuff. They specialize in the upkeep of these rest stop dungeons or whatever. And I put that in there. I put the two, the cattle people, and I put the gelatinous dudes as one of those organizations where it's like, oh boy, plot city, because I can use this. I, they can be hired by them to do some special jobs because they also do troubleshooting in these places. I mean, a lot of times they come across things like dungeons that have been broken through by a band of orcs or something or some other foul creatures. Maybe somebody dug too deep and found a demon's lair or something. And they have to have people deal with it. Think of kind of like uh, fantasy Ghostbusters or something. You know you, you know what I'm getting at, troubleshooters. So there you go. I mean, that is, a, that is a great source of plot hooks right there. So that's the kind of lore you're looking for. One or two hooks and then go from there and write as much as you want. 
but parcel it out to the PCs. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations, my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Saras, and Benjamin Brodell. Thank you very much, guys. For other good podcasters, Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandit's Key Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Kinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs>